Christopher of Radiant Fire Radio, and I'm talking to Michaela Cox, and we're going to talk about some politics today. I know that you're going to enjoy this discussion because we get down and dirty with everything. Nothing is missing in this discussion. You pay attention because Miss Cox, she knows her stuff. She knows her stuff and she's, she's no slouch. You enjoy. So let's talk about some rhinos. <laughs> Republicans and name only. Name only. Yeah, exactly. Um, I used to like, you brought up the name Trey Gowdy. I used to like him. I was I was watching some of the C-SPAN hearings. I would listen to some of his commentations that he had out there. But now we, we enter the time zone and time period of President Trump. And it seemed like he didn't want anything to do with President Trump. Well, I don't know about Trey Gowdy per se on that, but I do know within the RNC, especially during the 2000 election cycle, there was a lot of what's called never Trumpers. And quite honestly, Republican Democrat, both of the political parties are really pissing me off good because there was evidence on both sides in 2016 that neither one of them we're following the will of their party members of the American people of the preach preach. So as much as I was not for Bernie Sanders or, or Hillary Clinton or whatever on the democratic side, because I, I have very openly said I'm Republican and I'm conservative, but my first and foremost concern is the will of the people because it's our country, not theirs. And I don't care what side you're on. If you're not abiding with the will of the people, we got a problem. Yeah. And it needs to be handled. And I thought both of the parties um, during the 2016 election were not handling that well and were not listening to the voices of their prospective party members' voices that were being echoed during that time. And then never mind 2020 election, which was a total debacle, worse than uh, 2000. Uh, I do believe it was stolen, and I believe there was substantial... Absolutely. to back that up and i'm Absolutely. not some conspiracist uh, republican no and, and it's coming like, out now yeah, arizona's I, coming out um like georgia's coming out the judicial branch let we the people down, down. yes they did not take up what was brought to them and they just said we're not getting involved we don't want to touch this yep and they could have stopped it in its track and they did not yep the judicial branch failed the american people during the 2020 yep. election yes. and you can't convince me otherwise Sorry. Yes, they did. And it, it, going back to what you were saying about both sides, the, the Republican senators who backed down on January 6th are, yep. are equally responsible because there was no reason for them to back down and exactly. to, to turn tail and start running. The, the Electoral College should not have been certified. Exactly. That's us. I would not have certified that vote till it had been all recourse had been done and the courts had taken a good look at it and they didn't even take a good look at it. They didn't even, they didn't even let the cases be heard. Nope. And never mind that when the states, when there was an uprising amongst we, the people in certain states to say, we want this address. They said, no, yep. they did not hear we, the people at all during that election cycle. No means we the people were not allowed to speak we're not allowed to be heard we're not allowed to be taken in consideration and we're not done anything about and so our votes did not count in that election and they were stolen i'm sorry yes yeah i agree i, I agree 100 and, and it's not even about whether i like trump or not which actually i do i voted for him twice i have no shame in it but the way it was handled 
and the way that they dealt with we the people is everything that is wrong and yes. incorrect and unconstitutional and un-American and had nothing to do with the way this country should have yes. been around. In, that is uh, my bigger issue with it. I wouldn't have cared who it was. If that was being disregarded, then we have a problem. That's right. At 100%. <laughs> Same page. <laughs> I knew I was going to like you. <laughs> You're getting me into my soapbox, okay? I can go all night about this stuff. All night. Let me go see your book because I had, I had some specific questions. Out of chapter six of We the People, you make this statement. Are we the people served well by the national political parties and is our nation served well by the political parties? Which was a question that you asked. They're not. They're not. And you said our, the, the title of chapter six was Crisis of American Political Identity. Are we red, blue, purple, white, or true patriot? Where were you going with that? <laughs> Political parties were never supposed to exist in this country. You will not find the phrase, the terminology, the lingo, the jargon, whatever you want to call it, in that constitution. There never will be. You, can't, you cannot read that document and show me where you can find political party in the constitution. They no. are not necessarily unconstitutional, but they were not meant to be a part of this country. George That's Washington right. spoke and several of our founding fathers spoke out against them and did not want them to be in our country. Now, is it a shocker that we have them and it didn't take too long to happen because that's just the nature of human race and human beings. We want to be birds of a feather and, and, and <laughs> congregate over similarities. Okay, fine. Over, and, and then in this case of a political party, that's the purpose of, it, of congregating over similar ideologies, philosophies, uh, whatever you want to call it, doctrine, whatever. But they were never meant to be in this country. That is why those two words will not be found in that document of the Constitution. So you could argue they are unconstitutional and do not have a place in this country. So you could argue the most constitutional position an American can have is to be an independent and stay far, far, far away from that. <laughs> but I've made this argument. When you go to your, your state legislatures, where is the row at that says independent? Yeah, I know. You and know? what I don't understand is, and this is what I would love for someone to explain to me, and maybe I should know this considering I have a master's in it, but I've yet to figure this part out. How in the crap was Bernie Sanders able to run as a Democrat when, if I'm not mistaken, he's registered as an independent from Vermont? Yeah. How does yeah. that work? And, and get away with it. No one stops well, it. No one questions it. Why was he always allowed to be on the Democratic ticket? Because when he votes in Congress, he's under independent, if I'm not mistaken. He never switched party lines. I believe they knew they had no chance of, of beating President Trump. And they were just, he was a placeholder. He was a placeholder. I just don't understand how you can let someone run on a national ticket when his party affiliation isn't even that party's ticket. <laughs> I mean, maybe I missed a needle in the constitutional haystack somewhere. I don't know, but I've yet to solve that mystery. So if someone knows the answer, please let me know because I'd love to solve it. Yes, yes, right. Right into uh, ChristopherRadiantFire.org and give, give us the answer. All right, next question. After the election fraud that took place, Many people thought that President Trump was going to start a third party. He came out and he said no. And I was very happy that he said he wasn't going to do this. What do you feel about this and why? Well, what's interesting is 
<laughs> he didn't do it. But supposedly there's some Republicans who are tired of that. Don't like, I think I saw a Fox alert or something on Yahoo. Not that I trust Yahoo, but just, you know, a blurb somewhere that was saying recently that people were threatening the RNC that if they didn't walk away from Trump. They were going to break off and start their own party. Like, good, good riddance. Go, please, yeah. dear God, start your yeah. own damn party. <laughs> no, we don't want you anyhow. We don't. <laughs> your thoughts go on, on your bad self and start your own daggum party and take your political toys and go on home please dear lord go your thoughts on the democrat party um do i have to be coops nope. they're idiots <laughs> they're, idiots. <laughs> they're idiots i mean the only thing they can play i mean okay 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 the, I don't do well with hypocrisy and double standards. I don't. What's good for the goose should good for the gander. Basically, what happened between 2016 and 2020, they were throwing the longest, biggest, most ridiculous political tantrum to get their freaking way in 2016. They were going to do anything they could to get their daggum way, and they were pissed off because it blew up in their pretty little idiot faces every single time they tried to do it. And so the only thing they could do was play a stupid race card. Yep. Now, Which had not nothing to do with, with it at all. No, but they shouldn't have They done don't that. have an argument a leg to stand on, so they're going to grasp at straws to make it look like something that they can't even, they know they can't win. There was there was no racism involved in that whatsoever. Enough. None whatsoever. And like, <laughs> what? You're only fault, and, and never mind, okay, I, even if I didn't like Trump, which I do, okay, we're going to really talk about this. Let's really talk about this. There was no way a cold day in hell I was going to vote for Hillary Clinton. It's not even going to no. But here's no. the deal. Did this you see the people crying with. when she oh lost? Gosh. They okay, were the just people. crocodile tears. Like, oh my yeah, God. I know. But the bigger problem with her, there's two bigger problems I saw with that going down in, uh, whenever she ran both times. Number one, I don't care what you call it, when she was Secretary of State, there is no way you can convince me that she and former President Obama should not have been rung up on treason charges for being yeah. God. Yeah, absolutely. You want, and you want... And the emails. Yeah. And all the other BS that, was sur- that surrounds her and her family, okay? Do you really think that it would be right for someone to be president, whether first lady, uh, first female president or president? I don't care. It's not about gender. I give two craps less. If you I have no problem with the woman president if it's the right woman. If it was Sarah Palin or Margaret Thacker or someone of that caliber, fine. More yeah. power to Godspeed. Yeah. But someone who committed treason and let our people die because he was too stupid to tell them to stand down? They did it on purpose. Yes. They did it and on purpose. And her in office? No. I don't understand. No. Nope. <laughs> so there was no way in crap I was going to vote for her for that alone. Never mind the fact the balance of the Supreme Court bitch that was hanging in the balance and aside from the fact that i pretty much across the board disagree with her and her party fundamentally intrinsically across the board no matter what the issue is and so no even if i didn't like trump but i do i was going to vote for him just to keep her whatever out of office (laughs) your thoughts on the republican party well so let's let me break this down on 2016 republican party 
in 2020 Republican Party? Because there's there's been a change. There has been. And that's what was so interesting about the 2016 election is it was truly a populist movement. That's why the Democrats don't like them. They couldn't do it. They couldn't touch them. Because he doesn't have to play by the rules. Yes. He, can really, he is really like them, don't like them. Perfect, not perfect, whatever. He is the first example in modern polit- American politics, or maybe, hell, maybe further back than that, going back to maybe FDR or even, you know, in the 20s or whatever. The first example of he is no man's master. No. He doesn't answer to any political master or the no. party system or coalitions or the lobbyists. He doesn't have to say yes, master. I feel like the Republican Party sabotaged him at every chance they could get. Every chance they could get. Because as much as they want to say they're better for some of the rhinos, they're not. It's just another thing. They didn't want him because they knew they couldn't control him either. He didn't fit in their molds. He didn't didn't fit what they thought was presidential. Yeah. And so they weren't going to be able to push their agendas because he wasn't going to kowtow to them. Yep. And that scares them. Yep. I have to I have to laugh at some of the uh, the footage of the of the debate. I saw it when it happened live, but for 2016, and he tore Jeb Bush up. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Jeb Bush didn't have a chance. No, he didn't have a chance whatsoever. And I think that made so many of those uh, hoity toity Republicans angry. Well, the thing about the party system is on both sides. I think they have no problem saying it's your turn. Yeah. It's not about your turn. It's who's best for the job. I don't give a rat's behind if it's your turn yeah. or not. And it's, it's and not it's like it was Jeb Bush's turn. The party is not about we the people. The party is, is about the party. Exactly. They're, they're willing to, to die and give up everything principle-wise as long as it, does, it fits with their agenda. Which is I another a, reason why it doesn't work. And that's why... I think the forefathers saw nothing but trouble out of a party system. And quite honestly, if we are going to have to have a party system, which obviously we're never going to get away from, it's too ingrounded in our political culture, for better or for worse, probably a lot more worse. But I would rather it be not Republican, Democrat. I would rather it be more similar, and not that I uh, have a lot of agreement with European politics, but I do like it when it's more on the alliance of true ideology of having, let's have a conservative party versus a liberal party or a libertarian party or a whatever party instead of where if it's Republican versus Democrat or this, that, or the other, you can have Democrats that are conservative and you can have Republicans that we obviously have that are progressive and liberals. Yes. So it doesn't even stay true to what the party supposedly wants. So I would prefer that if we have to have a party system, which I seriously doubt will ever die in this country, it should be more on the lines of conservative, ideologically based identity, party-wise. Not so much the name, but the ideology that's behind it. So, last question for chapter six. Do you believe that we the people have a fair shot politically anymore? I did up until 2020, and if we don't fix to ensure (laughs) the integrity to protect our voices as we the people and that it's going to be represented the way that we the people have voiced them through our chosen selection and our vote that we're casting. If we can't do that, we're screwed. Yeah. It is a done deal because it can be robbed and stealed at any time it wants. Yeah. And there's no integrity left in it and we don't, and we can't protect it and we can't defend it because the courts won't even take it up. Nope. Unless they fix the problems that we saw in 2020, it's done. 
you can't trust another election cycle. And, and my, my heartburn with this is why are the other 75% of the people not up in arms about everything that's going on? Why are we letting the press and the media shut us up? Um, because more people than not, it's called that. <laughs> or else they don't care or they're ostriches and they stick their head in the sand because it's not important and they don't understand it and they don't want to. So let's just the media tell us what's going on when that's really a load of crap. We're losing our country. <laughs> because this, is why this message is important and this is why i wrote the book because as long as we're still talking about it and having dialogues and teaching then we might have a shot in you know where <laughs> all I'm right to be reasonably cooth but i'm not succeeding very well <laughs> sorry <laughs> all right also in ins in the instances i believe this is out of your book too chapter seven also, in the instances of medical or physical laryngitis, I thought this was brilliant. It is often not a choice. It is something that happens. However, in other ways in which one can express their voice, or it is not a choice, choosing to have laryngitis is self-imposed and self-inflicted. Only we alone have power and control over our own decisions to use or not use our voices question mm -hmm. is the church choosing to have laryngitis when it comes to politics that's dicey because a lot of churches some get involved and some don't but since some people feel like it's not the church's role to get in it and that's another thing that people will swear up and down that that phrase is that the constitution it is not uh -huh. no the constitution <laughs> does it say separation of church and state yep Yep. It does not say it. It doesn't exist. And if you asked any American on the street, I'd be willing to bet you nine times out of ten, they're going to say yes, it's in the con. And it's not. Yep. And the they'll try to quote an amendment that it, that is that it's in, and it's not. It's not. <laughs> it might be in a court case, but it is not in the Constitution. It doesn't nope. exist. It's the it's the most misquoted thing I know. In, I know. out there in the public right now, and and yeah. even the ability of churches to. To speak politically is it's twisted. Yeah. You know, they there's such a fear that if they say anything uh political, they're gonna lose their 501c3 or they're they're gonna be shut down. And it's it's not true. Well, it's not only that, there was such as much as it was a movement and different in 2016 and 20, it was like the pendulum in this country switched about they were afraid to speak up because they didn't want to be shunned. Yeah. And I think it's not even just that. I think the Repu I don't think it's just from a religious standpoint. I think it's happened in the Republican Party a lot of times. It's like, oh my God, if we say this, then we're racist and they're going to shun us. No. And so they're like allowing their fear to dictate what they're willing to say or not say and stand up for what needs to be stood up for because heaven forbid you get called racist, sexist, or some other BS political crap. <laughs> When all you're doing, what happened to speaking the truth? It is not a bad thing, people. No, it really isn't. <laughs> and just because I say something in this country that you don't agree with doesn't mean I'm 
racist or sexist or a terrorist or anything. It's just called having a difference of opinion that this country's forgotten about, which by the way, had we not had the spirit of conviction and compromise and disagreement and debate, a lot of those things were fundamental to how our country got started because our forefathers had to do those things. They had to stand by their convictions and fight for what they believed yes. in or know what they did. Yes. And of all, after we won the war, we had to compromise because there was give and take or this country would have never come together. Preach. Do you think they shied away from <laughs> fear of, oh, they may not like me? No. If they were afraid of that, they would have never had the balls they had to do what they did and we wouldn't have existed. That's right. They would have never left England. They wouldn't have yeah. threw the tea in the Boston uh, Harbor. <laughs> No yeah. taxation without representation. Exactly. <laughs> Live free or die, you know, all that. All right. I mean, that's the thing about Trump, and this is why I never had a problem with him. Is he a little crass? Yeah, but he never said he wasn't. He never claimed to be anything that everyone knew him to be. And quite nope. honestly, I would rather him be someone like that that has balls and actually takes on yep. than someone that kowtows and like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they're too freaking scared to do anything. Yep. Did but you see when he, no, when he? I'm the other. That's how you did, get the job done. Did you see when he went over there to North Korea and he stood and the, the North Korean president came and ran to him and was bound down to him? Obama wouldn't have done that. Obama would have went went to the North Korean president and bowed to him. Yeah, exactly. He stood his ground. He didn't move. He's like, "You're coming to me." Exactly. <laughs> And it's not about it's rude. It's just that's what the world, the big bad world requires that. Sometimes there's nothing wrong with that. It's getting the job done. And that's what people respect and understand in a lot of cultures. That's the truth. All right. Given why, why are we going to be worried about what you say if you're, if you can't, you know, you're acting this way and you can't even carry yourself? That's, that's the truth. Really scared of you. No. <laughs> Given what happened with... I don't know what I'm talking about. I just have a master's and I just have opinions, but not me. I don't have opinions at all. <laughs> you're, you're an everyday person like me. Yeah. <laughs> all right, next question. Given what happened with the media, including social media, was a choice made to have laryngitis for the 2020 election? Well, partially, I think, because like I said, I think people have been shunned and shamed in this country to voice like, oh, you can't say that or you'll be labeled this, that or the other. But then part of it wasn't because there was such a prevalence of seeing these, uh, the, the owners of these social media mo moguls or stockholders or whatever the heck that runs the actual social media corporates, they were like cutting people off. They were like, no, we're not gonna allow this on our site. Uh -huh. They were- they Can were you believe? Uh, uh, freedom of speech. Can you believe they shut a president's mouth for like four months? See, that's ridiculous. That should have never been allowed. YouTube, so, Twitter, yeah, Facebook, just just shut him down. We're not gonna we're not gonna hear anything you have to say. See, that shouldn't have been allowed. That's not their job. No, it's their company. Yes, but it's supposed to be a free forum. And while I do think some of it is out of fear, and we can have control over whether we're gonna let our fear rule our actions. But what a company does, I don't know how much control we have over that. So it depends on the motivation between what instance you're talking about. Because I think there was plenty of both. You know what where's, I mean? Where's the press? The press is supposed to be the fourth arm of the government. The press isn't thinking about it. You know why? Because they're right now the the 
even though they're supposed to be unbiased, the inclination of the press is giving them the social media is giving them what they want. Yep. So why are they going to gripe about it? They're getting exactly what they want, and they don't have to do anything about do anything to get it. They're losing. I, I've heard that CNN is losing um, losing money because no one's watching them anymore. They're yeah, laying people off. A certain percentage. Yep. So so all in all. You know, what they're doing is destroying us. What the media and social media is doing in the long term, long run is destroying us. It's making us look weak to other countries. <clears throat> and it's stealing the voice from the people. Yes, it's absolutely. Stealing. What do you feel the founding fathers would say about the coordinated effort to silence the people right now? Oh, my gosh. There'd be hell to pay and they would be they would be rolling over their graves and they would be calling for what was it sometime you need a little anarchy to change things up <laughs> what was that quote by thomas jefferson or whoever said it a little revolution or anarchy to i forget it was a famous quote by one of the forefathers but basically they were saying sometimes you need a revolution yeah. and that's why that's, that, that's what I, kind of, I kind of found very interesting about the dc thing when um the capital was stormed uh during the um January 6th. Yeah, this is why. Do I agree with destroying property? No, I do not. Do you believe that the good people did that? But what I do want to say is for all of their griping about how this should not be allowed, <laughs> you're basically saying, and this is what people don't understand because they've forgotten history. How do you think America got formed? Yeah. It was on protestation the tea party they destroyed tea exactly exactly they finally but went to the last resort we've done we've had it you're not listening so we're going to go to drastic measures and so i feel like that was but, part of the demographic that was going on after the election because but do you believe that that those people who destroyed the parts of the capital were were tied to what i'm calling the good people who are trying to protect the country or do you do you believe that those people that did that were paid by like George Soros or somebody in order to cause the confusion to cause this joining together of the Republican and Democrat parties to, to we have to put down this rebellion that's going together and because we're putting this rebellion down we're not going to, we're going to certify this election and just keep moving on with the country. Do, do you see like, because, and, and I'm, I'm asking this because the press really made it seem like the people who went there to support President Trump did this on purpose to destroy, you know, they were, they were there with the intent of starting a revolution, but I don't see it as them being there to start a revolution. I think some, some bad guys, got in the midst of the good people and just started tearing stuff up. Now that I agree with, but what I would also say, I don't put anything past George Soros, whatever his name is. I can't ever say it right. I don't trust him. Uh -huh. I, I don't, I don't think he's ever up to anything good. I don't put anything past him. Now, did he actually do it? I've not seen evidence. Probably did. But I wouldn't be shocked if he did, but I don't put anything past him. Yeah. Now, what I do think is I think the good people who a few bad apples spilled a bunch and got mixed in with them and did the stuff. I think the ones who went to DC with good intent and with good purposes and good actions intended, what happened was we put uh, the, the failed system pushed into it because we voted. It got yep. 
robbed. We made noise about it. Oh, that didn't happen. Okay, here's our evidence. We're not going to hear your evidence. But here's our case. You're not going to have a case. So they went through the proper channels, just like our forefathers did. And at every turn, they were shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down, shut down, ignored, whatever. And they said, okay, fine. You're not going to hear us? Then, then we have to resort to the more whatever actions. And <laughs> so for people to say that was wrong, then I guess how we got started informed as a country was wrong too. And we should have kept our in English. <laughs> I mean, that's what started it. Yeah. You had the Boston Tea Party. You had the Sons of Liberty. I mean, we rose up. It was insurrection because they knew that was the only way it was going to change. Yeah. Which is why you had that famous quote that I can't seem to quote right. By one of our founding fathers, sometimes you need a little anarchy or revolution. Revolution. I, I can't remember it exactly myself either. <laughs> so to say that the intent behind the actions of January 6th is un-American and wrong, actually, it's pretty dead-gum American if you ask me. But yeah. <laughs> their voices weren't be heard. And they knew they had to do something. We are called as we the people are to speak up and do something. And That's not, how the country because we the people, we the founding fathers, and all the people that fought and were part of that effort is what created America. The people did well, that, which is well, why it's called we the people. Going back to the Constitution, we have we have the right to redress our grievances to the government. Yes, we have that right to do that, <clears throat> and the government has to hear us. They can't ignore us. And we were ignored. And at every turn and angle in the 2020 election, it was ignored and turned away and disregarded and considered to be, no, that didn't happen. When actually it did. It did. It did. All right. In chapter eight, we shall be silent no more. You give five points to keep us from keep us from having our voices silenced. Point one, votes. Point two, be involved politically. Point three, political activism. Point four, become a candidate. And point five is active learning. You say being informed, communicating, educating, and teaching our way of governing and life. In doing so, we are ensuring that it is preserved for us and the future generations of Americans. Given what happened in 2020, do you still feel voting is important? I am concerned about the process, but it is still my right as an American. And as long as I'm allowed to do it and we want to, you can't give up the good fight just because you're worried about it. I think that we need to correct things, but we still need to exercise our rights and ensure that that process is protected. They had, um, it was a rump. It wasn't a runoff. It was another, it was a second election for the senator that was in Georgia. Uh, the two, it was two senators that were running in Georgia. It was either senators or representatives. I'm sorry I'm getting it wrong. But they, they did the counts and they did not get as much turnout in that runoff election after the sure, 2020. I know typically you don't. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's significant and I think people are disgruntled by the system and the lack of, of proof, you know, that President Trump won and, and the lack of uh, support from, from the media, lack of support from the Republican Party. You, you know, even, even looking at the Republican Party, there was a lot of articles that was placed 
you know, when, when they did these constitutional challenges in each state, that the Republican Party didn't send the right lawyers or the lawyers that they sent weren't prepared, you know, so they were putting up dumb arguments and dumb, dumb cases that got thrown out just, just because they were, they were so dumb that the court said, there's no way that we can, we can follow this. So my, you know, my thought is it's, there is a conspiracy that's going on and it's, it's bigger than, than what, you know, what's being, what's, uh, what the cover-up is, sorry, well, I'm getting tongue-tied. That's okay. Well, even before that, I don't know, that may be true in some cases, but I guarantee you it wasn't across the board. And even that aside, when the people decided to take up a case, the bench, when it was a valid case, and it was substantiated that it was a valid case, and they had legal precedent to do it, and legal foundation to do it, they were still ignored. Yeah. And furthermore, the only reason we ended up in the crop show, we ended up in that election is because the rules were allowed to be changed. That should have never happened. No. No. Before we even got to the mess. That's the truth. It was judges that had to make that decision to be allowed it to be done. That's the truth. That should have never happened or we wouldn't have been in this position. So it started long before that. Yeah. That opened the door for us to be in this position. It became clear to me that there is a movement within both parties that is seeking our destruction. January 6, 2021, both parties came together and voted to certify the Electoral College despite the clear evidence that something was wrong. Do you yep. still hold to these five points of being uh, voting, being involved politically, political activism, becoming a candidate, in active learning, do you still hold to those with, with what happened? Do you still believe that those are the keys and the answers for us to move forward and move out of this? Yes, okay. because we have to do things if we, we, okay, it's one thing to say there's a problem. Okay, agreed. Then what are you gonna do about it? It doesn't change on its own. Now it may be an uphill battle, but if our country is really as great as we've always said it was and it was always meant to be God inspired and gone, uh, God uh, divinely inspired or whatever, then we have to fight for it if we want to keep it, even though no matter how hard, I mean, what would happen if the forefathers gave up the fight? Yeah, yeah, good point. Very, very good point. And as far as the candidate goes, yeah, if you are, the only way DC is going to change is if we drain the swamp again and get rid of the candidates that are there now and replace them with candidates that's actually going to do what they're supposed to do. Or yeah. you're just going to keep having the same problems. And that requires educating people and that requires communicating and that requires talking to your congressman and getting involved in whatever level. That's why I made the distinction between politically involved versus political activists because there's, depending on your interpretation of activism, it may be on the different level and you can be involved without being an actual activist, depending on your interpretation. But right, right. Um, but yeah, and then the next generation coming behind us, you know, if we don't teach and talk the conversations we're having and get the word out, who's going to make sure that the narrative that's being spewed is not going to be reality if we don't give the truth out? <laughs> and that then if sense. we don't do it, we're like, letting ourselves be silenced because we're just saying, okay, we're giving up. We're throwing our hands in. It's never going to be different. So then we will lose it. <laughs> yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. Is it going to be easy? Is it an uphill battle? Yeah. 
but does that mean we don't do it? No, we got to fight. Yeah, anything worth doing and and worth being right is worth doing and doing it well. Or what are you going to be left with? Mm. Nothing, because you won't have a country. If you think it's bad now, what do you think the alternative is? Getting into socialism. Yeah, Marxism. I mean, we're already going that way and we need to turn the tide back. And the only way you do that is getting in there and doing it. It's not going to change itself. Nope. There's no political fairy godmother or magic wand. Poof. Nope. You know? That, 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 that lines up. All right. In chapter nine, you talk about taboo political elephants in American society. You say the fourth elephant in our societal room is our ideals and philosophies that influence and impact the ripples in our ponds and our societal pond. There is evidence that certain ideals or philosophies are starting to seep in, infiltrate, influence, and impact our society. There is a pattern of instances where the ideas and philosophies of socialism, Marxism, and progressivism are creeping into our society's pond and national pond. Creeping in? Hell, they're in the damn door. Never mind all this crap about um, counterculturism and um what uh wokeism and what's the other term they're saying these days it's counter it's uh counterculture it's wokeism there's um race uh oh critical theory and race yeah critical race theory theory yeah i mean it's practically taking over our whole freaking society right now (laughs) and it's a big load of crap yes it is it doesn't even work And what I want to say to wokeism is let's wake up and realize wokeism isn't really awake and working for us. Wake up to that. Let's learn the constitution. Yeah. And follow it. Yeah. Nationalism. Do you see America as a nationalist nation in meaning the way that they described Adolf Hitler? Because this is one of the main arguments that they kept saying against President Trump. He's trying to make, he's Hitler and he's trying to make America do what Germany did. Okay. Oh, that's laughable. Oh my gosh, where do I begin? Okay, if he was so Hitler, why in the crap was he on uh, Israel's side and moved the capital? Yeah. Or went to Jerusalem and whatever he did in Jerusalem for like the first time and whenever. How does that have to do with Adolf Hitler? They, they, there's so much um, propaganda, I'll call it, that's yeah. out there where they said you know, you don't want him in office because he's he's trying to get us to promote America over every other nation, and this is just like Hitler did. I, I have people that I've that I've talked to, and they they believe it in their in the core part of their being, and you cannot get that out of them. There's a difference between nationalism and having pride in your country and being patriotism. There's a big difference. Mm-hmm. They're not the same. I don't know why people don't understand this point, but there is a very big difference between the two. (laughs) Globalization. Do you see any evidence that the rest of the world is trying to push America into being like the rest of the world? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) All the time. There's been countless examples all over the place. Long before Trump, I mean, that's why you have the EU and you had NATO and you have like one currency in a lot of 
places. I mean, it's like they're all trying to come together, which is fine if you truly want to be united, but not to the point where that means one person gets to dictate to everybody else and stump and stomp out our own individuality. Yes. I mean, you can be unified, but still have differences. And unification is not about stamping out individuality and um, diversification and our uniqueness and our identities. We have to we have to stand as Americans and we have to keep our ideals. We need to follow the constitution. We need to make sure that we are doing what the original founding fathers provided for us, God provided for us as this country in order to be able to stay in this country. And it, when we make decisions, you know, on a large, or when I should say, when the political parties make a decision for us that's against the constitution, that's against we the people, we're, we're in a state of trouble. Yes. And there has to be an urgency, you know, within, within the good people that are in this country to rise up and put a stop to this. Yes, I agree. And, and if we don't do this, we're going to be like some of those countries who, who are no longer, you know, they, they, they allow their society to degrade and go into a place where we became or we're becoming a socialist uh, state, you know, the, the, the minimum wage, $15 an hour, that no one wants to work because yeah. you're well, getting that got proven with um, the pandemic. I'm not saying we didn't need help, but then why would people go back to work if they're making more money in unemployment than they were to begin with? Within the last week, there have been a number of governors who've said, we're no longer going to take the federal money because people don't want to work. So we're stopping the federal programs so that they can get off the federal unemployment yep. and come back to work. That's not good that the people are so happy with receiving, hey, Mr. Government, give me money. I'll take it and I won't do anything. I will sit on my behind the rest of my life. I'd be willing. I don't know that list you're referring to, but I don't doubt you, but I'd almost be willing to bet you money. They're probably all Republican governors. Yeah. 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 I'd be more shocked <laughs> if they weren't than if they were. Let's put it that way. <laughs> And probably nine out, probably majority of them are in the south, or at least the middle. Yeah, I think it was the south. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. And dang sure isn't the east coast or the west coast. No. <laughs> that does not match up to the political map dem demographics of our country. <laughs> hey, this I'm just saying what it is, okay, people. <laughs> this has been a very a spade. That's the truth. That is the truth. Thank you for listening to Radiant Fire Radio with Christopher and Michaela Cox, my guest. I told you she was good. <laughs> I told you she knew exactly what she was doing. And uh, she has a lot of knowledge and a lot of, a lot of fire when it comes to politics. And we are definitely going to have her on some more uh, interviews in the future. You, you be blessed. We are committed to excellence and truth. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you as we go forth in this endeavor in this hour. We pray 
that God would be with you. His prophetic mantle and his prophetic anointing would be upon your life. Please feel free to contact us at any time with questions, comments, or concerns. You can reach us at Christopher at RadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, Radiant Fire Radio Ministries. And you can subscribe to our YouTube page, Radiant Fire Radio Ministries, on YouTube.